Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 30th of June. With close to 19,000 new cases being reported in the last 24 hours, the infections in India inched towards the 5.6 lakh mark. The toll from the pandemic rose to 16,893 after 418 new deaths were reported. According to the ICMR, over 86 lakh samples have been tested for COVID-19 so far and more than 2 lakh were tested on Monday alone. Amid the rising number of novel coronavirus cases, several states are bringing back greater restrictions on the movement of people even as the center on Monday issued guidelines on the lifting of lockdown restrictions under Unlock 2. The Home Ministry has allowed more domestic flights to be operated. It has also changed curfew timings from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. No more than 5 people will be allowed in shops at a time. However, educational institutes like schools and colleges will remain shut till July 31st. Cinema halls and gymnasiums too will remain shut. Metro rail operations will also stand suspended. International travel under the Vande Bharat mission and passenger trains already operational in a limited manner will be further expanded in a calibrated manner. After his recent Man Ki Baat monologue, Prime Minister Modi today made his sixth address to the nation since the outbreak began. Thanking the citizens for diligently paying taxes, he said it was because of them that the underprivileged citizens of the country have been able to battle the pandemic. He also announced that the Pradhan Mantri Garib Kalyan Yojana will be extended till November end. The scheme was announced first by the Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman as a part of the first rescue package to tackle the COVID-19 crisis. The scheme was supposed to end on June 30th. The scheme earlier announced for a 3-month period covered 80 crore ration card holders. Each household was provided 5 kilos of food grains, rice or wheat and 1 kilo of pulses free of cost. The Prime Minister said under the Atmanirbhar Bharat, the country will continue to push the economy forward while maintaining required safety measures. He urged people to follow COVID safety precautions. The Prime Minister, however, made no mention of yesterday's announcement by the government of banning several Chinese apps, including TikTok, nor did he say anything about the recent tensions with China. In another attempt to curb the deadly disease, the Drug Controller General of India has given approval to the Hyderabad-based Bharat Biotech to conduct human clinical trials of a potential COVID-19 vaccine. Covaxin, developed in collaboration with the Indian Council of Medical Research and the National Institute of Virology, will be clinically tested across the country from next month. With Maharashtra's coronavirus cases reaching over 165,000 cases and the death toll soaring above 7,000, Maharashtra continues to be the worst affected state in the country. The state now has recorded 67 new COVID positive personnel in the Maharashtra police force. So far, 59 police officials have died of the disease and nearly 5,000 have contracted the virus. Also, according to the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation or BMC, the total number of containment zones in Mumbai stands at 750 as of Tuesday. Recently, the BMC had also announced that it will start sealing slums and congested areas in the north of Mumbai where a spike has been witnessed. In other news, Bollywood actor Amir Khan said that a few members of his staff have tested positive for coronavirus. However, he added that he was not infected. Meanwhile in Pune the movement of people after the unlock phase began and increased testing by the municipal corporation have led to more covid-19 positive cases which in turn has reduced the doubling rate of patients in the city to 18 days from 24 days 
The Pune Municipal Corporation has been carrying out COVID-19 tests for all patients with suspected symptoms and their close contacts. As the number of daily coronavirus tests conducted in the capital increased from around 6,000 at the beginning of the month to about 16,000 now, the positivity rate in Delhi has dipped. Also, in other news, the city has decided to open the historic Jama Masjid from July 4th. The masjid had been closed earlier this month due to a surge in COVID-19 cases in the city. The mosque Shahi Imam Sayyid Ahmed Bukhari said, and I quote, Under Unlock 1.0, almost everything has opened and normal activities have resumed. We took this decision to open the mosque for people to offer namaz as the scare of the virus has lessened and awareness about safeguards against it has increased. Unquote. He also added that experts were consulted before the decision was made. With over 82,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases, the Tamil Nadu government has said that the recent relaxation shall be enforced till July 31st across the state, except in Chennai and Madurai, where the intense lockdown will continue till 5th of July. Schools, colleges, malls, resorts, lodges, cinema halls and bars will continue to be shut and religious congregations and prayers in places of worship in urban regions are banned. Amid a sharp rise in COVID-19 cases, Kerala has enforced a triple lockdown in parts of Malapuram district. This came after two doctors, a staff nurse and two paramedical workers in two private hospitals were among the 47 people who tested positive in the state. New cases have also been rising steeply in states like Nagaland, Assam, Odisha, Karnataka and Rajasthan. Meanwhile, in a bid to make students aware of COVID-19, the West Bengal Education Department is considering introducing a chapter on the deadly virus in the school curriculum from 2021. According to an official of the Syllabus Committee, State Education Minister Partha Chatterjee had recently raised the issue on how to disseminate information about the nature of the novel coronavirus and necessary precautionary measures to prevent the outbreak. The Uttar Pradesh government has received flak from Samajwadi Party's President Akhilesh Yadav. Claiming that the government is avoiding COVID-19 tests, Yadav tweeted, and I quote, Uttar Pradesh is suffering from a law and order problem besides coronavirus. As corona tests are being deferred, the exact situation is unknown and it is difficult to assess when the disease will reach its peak. The government should disclose how it will prepare to fight the disease when it peaks, unquote. If you watch TV news in India regularly, you will know that hate speech is as common as the sound of frogs croaking in monsoons. But what happens when hate speech is disguised as journalism? When questioned, defenders of hate speech scramble towards the free speech argument and denounce any questioning as an attack on the freedom of press. But what if free speech kills or can kill? To find out, do read Nidhi Suresh's latest piece for News Laundry titled Harvesting Hate, Indian TV is doing what Rwandan genocide trial warned us against. In fact, did you know that we at News Laundry actually have a dedicated section called Bloodlust TV on our website where we regularly call out people who mostly happen to be from TV news for indulging in communal tirades, inciting hate and in other words, just spreading filth. If you are wondering how we are able to do something like this consistently, well, it is because our subscribers who support us through thick and thin. You see, News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform because we believe that media can only be of real value if it is free from the clutches of advertisers and sponsors. It is people like you who see the importance of keeping news free that helps us stay afloat. In case you haven't subscribed yet, do spare some time to check out our website. 
We have a bunch of stuff from podcasts and video interviews to in-depth ground reports that cover issues that mainstream media mostly ignores. Now for some international updates on the virus. More than 10.3 million cases of COVID-19 have been reported from the world over and close to 506,000 people have died from it. WHO chief Dr. Tedros said today that the hard reality is that the pandemic is not even close to being over. He said although many countries have made progress globally, the pandemic is actually speeding up. WHO will read carefully a Chinese study on new flu virus found in pigs, a spokesperson said today, saying that the findings underscored the importance of influenza surveillance during the COVID-19 pandemic. The study said that the new flu virus found in Chinese pigs has become more infectious to humans and needs to be watched closely in case it becomes a potential pandemic virus. The government of Thailand has confirmed the extension of an emergency decree until the end of July in a bid to avoid the risk of a second wave of the coronavirus as the country was poised to reopen bars and allow some foreigners into the country. The decree gives the government a host of additional powers, including to deploy officials to investigate venues, bring in curfews, restrict gatherings and control travel. Four of the top health officials in the United States, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, will testify in the Congress on Tuesday about the coronavirus, which is spreading with an increasing ferocity in at least 30 states. The hearing on the Senate's Health and Education Committee was framed as an update on progress towards safely getting back to work and back to school. But officials will likely have to deal with an inverse idea as multiple states seeing the surge are retracting their initial plans of reopening. The pandemic is now advancing across much of Russia's remote regions. But that has not deterred the Kremlin from holding a nationwide vote on constitutional amendments. Among other things, the amendment will allow President Vladimir Putin to stay in power till 2036. With the outbreak slowing down in Moscow, Putin has declared victory over the virus and mobilized huge resources to make sure that the referendum goes ahead no matter what. Voting officially started last Thursday, but this Wednesday, which has been declared a national holiday, is the main day for voting. The southern German state of Bavaria has announced a corona test offensive that will allow citizens to get a test for the virus even if they do not show any symptoms. Bavaria's health minister said, and I quote, All Bavarian citizens will be promptly offered the opportunity to have themselves tested by an established contract physician even without symptoms. Unquote. Testing costs that aren't currently covered by the public health insurance schemes could in the future be shouldered by the state. As Spain prepares to reopen its borders tomorrow to countries in the Schengen Group, the country's health authorities are keeping a close eye on 11 fresh outbreaks of COVID-19, the most worrying of which are in Catalonia and Aragon. Local authorities in Catalonia have said it is difficult to isolate people with the virus as many are migrant agricultural workers with no fixed address. Overall, Catalonia has reported over 600 new cases in the last one week. Fernando Simón, the head of medical emergencies in Madrid, said that localised lockdowns such as the one imposed in Leicester would be the best way of containing outbreaks. The United Nations has called on governments for nearly $10 billion in aid for Syria, where soaring food prices amid the coronavirus pandemic have worsened the humanitarian crisis. Millions of people have been displaced by the nine-year war in the country. On Tuesday, 60 governments and non-official agencies attended a virtual fundraising event hosted by the European Union. Now for some non-coronavirus news. The Indian government yesterday announced a ban on 59 apps with Chinese links, including TikTok and UC Browser. 
The government claimed that they were prejudicial to the sovereignty, integrity and the security of the country. Today, in response, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Liajian was quoted as saying, China is strongly concerned, verifying the situation. The ban on Chinese apps came in the backdrop of the current standoff along the line of actual control in Ladakh with Chinese troops. In a statement on Monday, the Information and Technology Minister had said that it had received many complaints, including reports about misuse of some mobile apps available on Android and iOS platforms for stealing and surreptitiously transmitting users' data in an unauthorized manner to servers which have locations outside India. Today, the popular short video app was taken down from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store. Users who have the TikTok app downloaded can still use the app and post videos, but officially the platform is now banned in the country. Yesterday, after the attack on the Karachi Stock Exchange in Pakistan, the Mumbai police today tightened security outside the Taj Hotel after a threat call was received to blow up the hotels. The Mumbai police confirmed that the call was traced to Karachi, Pakistan, with the caller identifying as a member of lashkar e -Taiba. The bomb threat was made for the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel in Kolaba and the Taj Lanans Hotel in Bandra. However, due to the COVID-19 restrictions in place, the hotels are not operational. Nonetheless, security has been beefed up in both the places and the cyber cell has been roped in to carry out further investigations. Now for some homegrown stuff on Newslaundry.com. On May 29th, Funchok Stopdin, a former diplomat, created a storm among fellow Ladakhis by using uncouth language to accuse the Dalai Lama on an Ajtak show of not speaking up against the Chinese incursion into Ladakh. The former diplomat's remarks drew censorship from Buddhist monasteries, educational, cultural, merchant and trade associations, and by the Ladakhi people on social media, culminating in a bandh across Leh on June 1st. So why doesn't the Indian media's leading Ladakh expert doesn't live up to the billing? Read the piece titled The Same by Kaveri Gill on newslaundry.com to find out. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.